Hello and welcome to a post-Switch reveal episode of Space Time Talko. Yeah, Switch. It's also a non-Dave episode because Dave is a douche. Yeah, Dave's not here, unfortunately. He's um, not a douche. He just has family obligations. That's alright, he's missing out. <laughs> On talking about the Nintendo Switch for four hours. <laughs> We're not doing this for four hours. We can do this for four hours. I really don't want we'll to. We'll list every game that isn't coming. <laughs> and then go over what is coming. Rather not. <laughs> So, as usual, what were you playing this week? (laughs) I wonder. Um, Were you actually playing stuff different, or are you saying that because you were still playing Final Fantasy? Yeah, I was still playing Final Fantasy. I actually progressed some in the story. A lot of crazy stuff happened in the story, non-spoiler. White people do white people things? Yeah, a little bit. Are there any black people in that game? There are actually black people in that game, but I think there's only two. Are they actually white people, or is it that whole thing where it's like they look white, but no, they're actually Asian? They're black. No, I'm talking oh, about you're the talking white about people. Like the the I, main that, characters. That I think is taking like the anime route of we will refuse to announce the nationality of these individuals. Okay. <laughs> they're it's from so magical weird. kingdoms in a magical world. Because that whole there was the whole debacle. Well, I guess debacle. Here's the funny like the thing. whole ghost so, in the shell thing. Yeah, in the English like dub of Final Fantasy XV when you said it to English language, Ignis speaks with a British accent. Now, everyone just thought, oh, that's just part of his character. He's a smart guy, right? So he's going to talk all snooty-like. He has that in He's the... actually born in a different region than the rest of the characters. And one of the other main characters, Lady Luna Freya, also speaks with an English accent. Lady Luna Freya? Lady Luna Freya. Oh, Freya. I was going to yeah. say, she's one of the... That's a house in Game <laughs> no. of Thrones. Um, yeah, so... They have like different accents depending on what region they're from. But as far as black people find in Days 15, so far I've only met two of them. There's like two. That you actually interact with. And we they don't talk about them much. <laughs> yeah. They're both uh, managers of eateries, so... That's not racist. Not at all. Unless all you can get from those eateries are specific types of foods that I won't announce, announce here because I don't know anything racist. Fried chicken, watermelon, Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, it's purple drink. <laughs> Uh, oh I God. remember when I went to a restaurant in New York. That in was, orange soda. It's Purple like, drink in orange soda. Yeah, it was a chicken and waffles restaurant, and Kool-Aid was on the menu, and my guy was a purple. <laughs> was it good chicken and waffles? It was good. Okay. It was very good. Did it's you like really have the, the chicken most, and waffles? No, it was just <laughs> one of the most famous breakfast spots in New York, apparently, and that's what they have. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Isn't chicken and waffle thing our thing? Where did that originate? I think it's strictly an American invention. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Just like fried chicken in general. We sell microwavable meals of chicken and waffles. Yeah, we do. Because we just like being that fat. Why would you want microwavable waffles? Anyway, I played that. I played some more um, board games with my buddy John. You played the Minecraft board game, card game. I didn't game. play the Minecraft card game, actually. Oh, okay. We didn't, we didn't have time to play it. I played something else, and I forget the name of it now. What was it's it about? A, it's a deck building game um, where it sort of plays the way that you would play Nemesis in... I don't know if Magic the Gathering has a Nemesis mode or no Hearthstone does, where you're just fighting like a damn near impossible beat the enemy that has special cards that no one else has. Dave's not here. I don't understand things that you're talking about. Yeah, so in Nemesis mode, you basically just have a big enemy. Like, not like someone you're playing against. It's an AI-controlled enemy. like an AI... Is it basically like the equivalent... To an unbeatable boss in a video game. Yeah, it's a okay. boss fight. It's a, okay, so and it's like here's a boss fight where you're not based around is you have a, what they call a nemesis that's randomly pulled from a deck. Wait, were you playing boss fight? 
Yeah, it's it's a boss fight. No, so no, I mean the, there's a no, card game called boss, boss Fight. No, we weren't playing boss. Okay. Fight. <laughs> um, but you have. It'd be funny if you couldn't remember the name. You have a bunch of protectors of this last city on the planet, and the boss does damage to your characters and does damage to the city. The losing conditions is all the characters die or the city gets destroyed. One condition is you beat the monster or you get the monster to deck out because the monster has a certain number of cards in its deck that it plays uh, each turn. You can't come to a, a nice agreement and be like, dude, no. there's a city over here, kind of douchebags, kill them. No. And it turns out that it's all of America. No. Because it's, you're the like, last city hey, on the planet. go check them out. <laughs> but it, we have poutine. They don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, tabletop games are, have like a niche following, but they can be fun if you are willing to actually just sit down, learn the rules, and play. Yeah. Specific video games ones. are different because in video games, the rules are presented to you up front in a very quick manner. Well, I was going to say you say that, but there's also different levels to it, just like there are with video yeah. games. Like, there are people that wouldn't be able to get into yeah. RTSs and all that kind well, of shit. It's... But then you have the same with card games mm-hmm. where, like, a, a, not a, a, well, I was going to say million dollars, but because it's right in front of me, but Cards Against Humanity, yeah. that's super easy to pick up. Well, it's super easy to pick up, and the rules can be explained to you, like, in five minutes. Yeah. And also, you really don't have to do play any by, by any rules. You can make, mm-hmm. they literally have mm-hmm. house rules, rules yeah, house printed rules. on certain versions of the game. And, uh, the, the thing is, in video games, the rules are kind of just given to you up front. Plus, you don't have anyone telling you you can't do that. The game just tells you that you can't do that. And it doesn't, like, it shows it to you rather than tells it to you. So, like, invisible walls have been in It's like, you can't go over there. What? Like, you clearly you can't metagame in game. Of terrain. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But that's just the difference in design between the two styles. Um, speaking of Friday the 13th, because I just saw it up there on the screen <laughs> while you were scrolling, um, the Friday the 13th game is kind of on its way and it looks pretty badass. Wait, um, I thought that already came out. I don't know if it already came out, but it is an asymmetrical multiplayer game in which. You can play as a survivor, or you can play as Jason. So there's a team of survivors, and your job is just to run around until Jason kills you, basically, and survive as long as you can. Isn't that Deadlight? Or there's another game that's basically that. I think so. I forget. Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Thing. Let me double check. But nope, I'm on the wrong. Yeah, the Jason game, I thought it was just going to be like a single player experience where you were just Jason and you walked around and got like the goriest kills and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's it, an isometric game where it's you, yeah. it's four players trying to escape from a murderous um, motherfucker. Asymmetric multiplayer took off for me big when Evolve came out. Um, and it, I'm sad that Evolve has kind of just like gone the way of Dinosaur because it was a good game. Well, it super failed. Yeah. It, Which it sucks because it, it was kind of fun, but I also, I also hit that point where I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of done. Yeah, if they had if they worked on the DLC better for it, if they had instead of like baiting us with these microtransactions for cosmetic okay, I don't features, know who these white people are because every time I've ever seen people play this game, it's like four Asians. I don't know, but yeah, it's a if you're listening, go ahead and check out Dead by Daylight. I'll probably download it on Steam now to see it. Up uh, there. It, it looks fun. Again, I'm not a big isometric. In this, uh, why am I say? I always say isometric. Asymmetric games. <laughs> Uh, fan uh, it's fun I've watched the Achievement Hunter and Funhouse people play uh, mm-hmm. Ryan from Achievement Hunter actually streams it quite often mm-hmm. and he is a really good murderer yeah. <laughs> um, sounds like Ryan <laughs> yeah uh, ah is that all you played yeah so what did you play I had I played literally nothing but Headlander and I mentioned on uh, at the end of the stream end of the stream end of the stream two nights ago technically 
yesterday morning. <laughs> or, oh, fuck, Friday morning. Because so this what, comes out Monday. What is Head- Headlander? Headlander is a... My mind's blanking. A Metroidvania-type game. game. <laughs> it is a game. It's a Metroidvania-esque game. Um, I actually compare it directly to Song of the Deep, which came out last okay. year? Early yeah, last year? came out last year. Um, which I also really enjoy the game... But I think Headlander is a better game due to, one, the writing is much mm-hmm. more entertaining. It's a double fine game. Yeah. It's a double fine game that they partnered with Adult Swim Games. So it's okay. like, if that game isn't entertaining, okay. something Someone, broke there. Yeah. Like, they, they have a... Someone wasn't doing their They job. have a... Um, what is the type of game? The, it's not real-time strategy, but it's the one where you have, like, a certain amount of blocks to move... And then you can no, attack. It's just like a tactics game. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's tactics. what we call it, because the first game that most people had an experience like that with was Final Fantasy Tactics. tactics. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, they put out, I think it was Double Fine, they put out Massive Chalice, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that was Double Fine. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of that game, because mm-hmm. I don't like that ge- type of gameplay, Yeah. but it is an extremely entertaining game. Well, Double Fine made one of my favorite games, and it was called Trenched, and now it's called Iron something. I don't know what that is. It was a mech game. Um, Double Fine made a mech game? Yeah. Why? I don't it was back you. on the 360. Um, it was called Trenched. I forget what it's called now. Um, Iron Iron Brigade, I believe it's called now. Um, maybe it was made by Double Fine. Maybe it was made by somebody else. I forget. Let's see. Projects, games, developed. Did they ever release Fortnite? By How long ago was that? Uh, not very. Stacking Iron Brigade. Oh, they Iron did. Brigade, yeah. All they did was. Oh no, it was. Oh, never mind. I so it was, it was a mech game. Um, it was fun. Me and Dave played the hell out of it on 360. God damn, they put out four games that year, but only two of them were good. It was and a co-op. Well. It was a co-op mech and tower defense game is the best way to describe it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't get into that. I don't like that. I did play the shit out of Stacking, which came out the same year. Yeah. That game was fun. Brutal but back Legend. to oh, back man. to you don't I really want to play Brutal Legend again. Like if you ever want to look at a. a Library of games <laughs> yeah. that you think that are just fantastic, almost from beginning to end, yeah. just double fine. Yeah. They even games that I don't like, I still enjoy the the comedy and writing for it. I don't remember Double Fine ever producing a lemon in recent history, like a game that just utterly failed. Oh, uh, let's see, Broken Age kind of didn't do that well, but that was because yeah. it was a broken and half game that took too long for the second half to yeah. come out. Uh, but Headlander. Yeah. Since that's what I'm talking about. For anybody who doesn't know who Double Fine is, if you remember the game Grim Fandango. If you remember the game Psychonauts. And Psychonauts. Psychonauts. Which gave us the was, voice of Richard Horvitz. I think Horvitz? Psychonauts is, is like their their crown jewel at this point. <laughs> Nothing oh, yeah. they have really done is Which is funny because it did not do well. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's I just, think it's it, met critical acclaim from everyone in the game industry who has ever touched it. No so, one hates that game. I've never even played through the whole thing. Well, it's one of those games where the thing that I appreciate about Double Fine as a developer is they come up with neat concepts all the time, but they don't try too hard. So they yeah. come up with a concept, they make that concept work, and then they stop. That's kind <laughs> of what, what Headlander is. Yeah. To a so in Headlander, you are a disembodied head that doesn't talk. You have an, another person talking to you, kind of giving you a little bit of guidance, but not too much in your face. Um, and you are floating around on this space station filled with nothing but robots who are embodied by the, I think the the remnants and memories of the human race mm-hmm. um, and you have the ability to pull their heads off and take over their bodies nice of all the robots like nice. the good the the normal humany ones the protector mm-hmm. 
eat guardian people. Yeah. Uh, little robot dogs. Nice. Little robot vacuum cleaners, <laughs> which instead of attacking, just burst a cloud of dust fart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a. I was saying it. It remind me a lot of Song of the Deep, because in Song of the Deep you had yeah. a you were a submarine. Yeah. And because of it being a submarine, after you stopped telling it to go in a direction, it floated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this, because you were basically an anti gravity. There's no. I guess there's no need for gravity. Because yeah. robots have. I don't know, magnets, fuck it. Um, <laughs> like I said, like you said, they, they have a point, they stick to it, and they don't really go too far past mm-hmm. that. Yeah. They don't really explain why robots aren't flying around, but your head's Speaking fine. Something similar that, <laughs> um, something I watched this week, actually, just yesterday, Dave and I, with some friends, went out to go see Passengers, the movie with um, Chris Pratt and Pratt, Pratt, Jennifer Pratt. Lawrence. And yeah. How was it? I wouldn't say it was a great movie. If I was going to do it on a scale of 10, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. Okay. Now, I'm going to announce now, spoilers. For? That movie. Yeah. Because I was going to spoil parts of it too. Um, I'd say I'm going to give it... Three minutes of spoilers. So, at the... Th- Three, because I'm not going to edit any of this. We haven't mm-hmm. fucked up anything. So at the 13 and a half mark, stop listening and then come back in three minutes. Yep. So spoilers in three, two, two one, one, go. Okay, so one of the things that I noticed is when the movie reached like the climax, when they're venting the reactor and all that shit like that, mm-hmm. plot holes just started popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it got kind of annoying to a point where I'm sitting there, and I try not to critically analyze a film while I'm watching it, but it's just something I can't turn off. So here I am watching the movie. There's a part where Jennifer Lawrence is in the room. The room's getting hotter and hotter because the reactor fire is growing, and Chris Pratt is getting ready to go out the door. <laughs> and yes, the temperature <laughs> immediately rises any room Jennifer Lawrence steps into. <laughs> Same with Chris Pratt. It's a lot of heat. <laughs> but she goes, she goes like over to the handle where she's got to do the thing to vent it, and she touches it, and it's hot. Like, she recoils. She's like, ah, fuck. Okay. Because the whole room's heating up. Yeah. Then she wraps her shirt around it, right? Well, then, like, shit starts getting pressurized. Stuff starts flying. And she gets, like, hit in the arm by a piece of debris that's, like, shot off of the space station. She's bleeding. She's, like, bleeding and shit like that. And when she does that, she leans against the console. And it's made of metal where the handle is and doesn't get fucking burned. And I'm like, well, wait a second. What happened to that shit being hot? It's made out of a different kind of material. I don't think so. That's the non-expressed <laughs> So they made the handle out of, out of shit that gets hot, but not the rest of the fucking console that you don't need to touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know the, the big spoilery secret bullshit thing mm-hmm. was the fact that he released her because he yeah. was bored and lonely. Yeah. Do they cover that in any way? Is there any repercussions from that? Or does it the at one point kind of just go away? The repercussion of that, and this is the funny thing, is I talked to my girlfriend about this, and she said she read an article posted on one of these sites about how the movie was quote-unquote very, got to a very rapey point. Yeah. And this is the point where the android, because he's an android and not a person, he doesn't understand emotions at all, even though he's so human-like, which I think that character is probably the best character in the entire film. That also, bartender, I love him. He's yeah. a great actor. I can't remember his, his name bar- right now. But playing that as an android bartender, especially when like Chris Pratt does a little trick on him, <laughs> making him realize, like, hey, he's awake too early, that was hilarious. Nice. Um, but the android lets it slip, basically, that you know Chris Pratt's character, Jim, has released Jennifer Lawrence's character, Aurora. And... This is after they do, like, this whole romance thing and they get together and she's, like, devastated for the longest time. 
And it gets to the point where she starts experiencing the way she plays the characters if she has been the victim of like, like an assault, awesome. an abuse. Yeah, if she has been like the victim of some kind of abuse, she doesn't want to talk to him. He gets on the fucking like loudspeakers for the space station and keeps trying to communicate with her, and she's just telling him like shut up and go away. And they deal with it in that way, but then when the crisis hits, it's all of a sudden they're back together. Again. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't okay, matter. that's what I kind of heard that's, that they swept that was it on the problem for me is like let these two people go through the crisis and let that be a part of the rest of the story. Don't just eliminate it for the sake of moving the plot along. Because it's kind of important, yes. but whatever. And we're moving past that now. Okay, this is a non-spoiler part of it, but it's a what if I had for the movie. What if it was well written? <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Um, no, Passengers not well written. There is a part well-written. where. One of the characters can be I saved, more or less, uh-huh. by the other character. By going back into yeah, cryo. That's not, not spoiler. because yeah, They decide know. not to do that. Um, so my what if the story is, what if she had said yes? What if she had done that instead? During the film, she's writing this book about you know this time she's spending on the space station. I can't say really writing. She's talking to a thing that records her voice the entire time. That's how you write in the future. <laughs> yeah. And my what if was like, okay, so she goes back, they reach the new planet and everything like that, everyone wakes up, and now she's got this incredible story to tell, but just as with all of these stories, because these people have been so fooled into believing, like, what happened to these two people just couldn't happen, this story, like, descends into, like, a legend or a myth about these two people, and it just keeps going and going and going. Hmm. The movie kind of ruined that at the end when they showed, like, yeah, they showed, like, the tree and the blah, blah, blah. Why, why would you do things... That's I showed a tree. I said it's tree. I don't even know what that means, but now I'm spoiled for Who planted life. a tree on my There's a tree. Shit. Is it a pizza plant? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> There's pizza. Sorry, my favorite. Because that's plausible. Yeah, come on, man. Fucking, uh... Shout out to Michael Sheen. You're the best goddamn actor in this movie. Aww. Not the little robot that doesn't talk? No. That looks like the little robot that you suck the head off of in Headlander? No. Yeah, Headlander, fucking awesome. Metroidvania game. Uh, 20 bucks? Yeah. I I have a love-hate relationship with Metroidvania games because I like games where I'm able to explore the world that I'm in. I hate games that, like, boundaries will get exploration. You can explore, but don't explore here yet. You gotta come back here later. See, I hate games that make me do that. Like, I go so far in the game, I get a key, and then I have to sit there and think to myself, what was this for? I hate (laughs) games like that when you reach a point that you can't go past, and you realize, oh, I, I will have to come back to this. Mm-hmm. But I hate when it has an in-game map and it doesn't show you, hey, this is still an unlockable area that you haven't been to. I'm like, yeah. give me a map that reminds me, because I'm going to come thing, back to here in eight it's, hours. It's kind of a babying thing, but I think a simple thing that should be added to those styles of games is, okay, if I pick up something that unlocks a room, give me a ping of where that like room is Like a quest marker kind of thing, yeah. almost. Yeah. Just give me like a ping. That. Even if I have to remember where that ping is, give me something. I know people who have played games of Castlevania who have the maps drawn out on fucking paper. Just so they well, can that, remember where to go. That was back in the day before, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know, people Before were people digitally rendered the maps online, and now you can just go and look up Castlevania maps on Google Images and have the entire thing laid out for you. If you need a map for the the uh, <laughs> the Assassin's Creed games, Jack Patillo <laughs> did them in on Achievement100.com. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one, because he's obsessed. Yes. Um, in a good way, I don't know. Speaking of that, Assassin's Creed movie did not do well. Did you watch it? I did not. I'm thinking about maybe going to see it Monday or Tuesday. I'm thinking about seeing it just because I'm such a fan of Assassin's Creed. I I'm not. That's why things, I want to see it. Yeah, I just love all things Assassin's I love the lore of Assassin's Creed is what I like. 
Um, From what I've heard, this movie fucks the lore. Yeah, like, this right movie in apparently fucks the lore. Abstergo. So yeah, it changes the way the animus looks and works. At least I glean that I get, much from I, the trailer. I feel like that is just because it's like putting you, somebody in a little deprivation tank almost. Yeah. Kind of boring looking. Um, I don't know. I can't say how well it did. I mean, Jude Law is a eh actor for me. Jude Law's not in that. I thought he was. No, it's Michael Fassbender. Or, or Mac, Michael Fassbender. Okay. I'm sorry, they look similar to me for some reason. What? Um, What's wrong with you? Okay, Jude Law so is a beautiful man. Michael, Michael Fassbender, Fassbender is just ruggedly handsome. Yes, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> um, that's the weird thing for me about actors that are that handsome is like, you look like you could like shrug off a tank with your face, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how strong you really are. <laughs> nice. When it comes to that, it's like... Jason Statham could probably really kick your ass. Yeah. And by probably, I mean 100%. And that's the thing is, like, when I see Jason Statham, I'm like, yeah, that guy, he could kick my ass. Michael Fassbender, I'm like, I don't know. I'd probably take that bet. <laughs> take that bet. Let's see. Assassin's Creed box office. 95.2 million. What was the budget for the film? I don't know. Let's see. Domestic total as of January 12th. Wait. That says fifty-one million. That says fifty-one. Was that budget or was it? I'm really confused. I don't know. Where's Google pulling that info from? Production budget one twenty-five million. Mm-hmm. According to this information, it's fifty-one thousand or fifty-one million. Mm-hmm. Why it's not? Do we know what the budget? Oh, worldwide it's one fifty-five. Yeah. Do we know what the budget for the film was? Yeah, it does. Production budget one twenty-five. Yeah. So, but that's just production. That doesn't include. Yeah. There and I, I the reason I say it about yeah. Assassin's Creed, they fucking promoted the shit out of this they piece did. of shit. They did. Um, it's maybe Fox. Maybe it's yeah. wait Fox. Fox distributed it. The thing is, is this I'm is confused. another. I thought this was a Sony yeah. title distributed by Sony. I don't think so. Um, the thing is, is this is another story of like a video game movie that isn't doing terribly great. What does it have on it? It has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a 70, yeah. I remember that. And it got a 6.4 out of 10 from it's IMDb. It's got a 36 on Metacritic, but nobody cares about Metacritic. So, what Rotten Tomatoes has got a 17%. Audience rating is 56. I'm so mad that fucking Patriot's Day has a 79%. <laughs> um, so, this is just one of those movies where it's just another story of a video game movie gone wrong. It's a video game movie that tries too hard to... All you had to, to do is say it's another video game movie. Yeah, well, it tries to hit... There are good video game movies. What good video... What's a good... In your opinion. I'm not saying what's good video game. What's a good First video, Resident Evil? It's a hard thing to think of. No, because the first Resident Evil film was awful. But it had the dogs. It had the scene with the dogs jumping through the window. That's stupid. <laughs> you can't just shoehorn nostalgia in and be like, Oh, now it's a good movie. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy the Super Mario Bros. movie. <laughs> It is not a good movie <laughs> by, movie any, by measure, any measure, but it but is a fantastic a experience in certain people's hearts. That's like I tell people that I I, I legitimately enjoy Westworld, not Westworld, yeah. Waterworld, and they're like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Cause it's a fun movie." Oh God. I remember both of them starring the same villain, Dennis yeah. Hopper. Waterworld was okay. I'll put it that way. Even <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, okay, but. Anyway, awful movies, on to... No, you didn't tell me any what? good video game movies. Oh, good, yeah, that's because I can't think of any. Uh-huh, suck it. Let's um, see, Assassin's Creed, we don't know personally, yeah. but from both critics and audience, not the best. Uh, oh, what is that one? Uh, the, the Sands of Time thing. 
Oh, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. What'd you think of that? It was not good. On the low end. Yeah. Yeah. Higher than what they think. Oh, you know what? We can actually look these up. Uh, so Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. It was on the low end. Prince of Persia was on the low end for me specifically because I cannot stand Jake Gyllenhaal's face. Yeah. He just looks like bewildered in every every role he plays. Super Mario Bros. has a 15%. <laughs> 15. Oh, what's wrong with you people? It's such a better movie than that. Audience rating. I can't even think. Oh, Alone in the Dark is a movie, isn't it? I don't know if it's based oh, on yeah. the game at all. Yeah, Alone in the Dark. I'm pretty sure it's based off of the game. Alone in the... Dark. Nope, that's how... What? You know what it was a good movie that wasn't based on an actual video game but had video game elements in it? Gamer. Gamer. <laughs> oh! oh! 1%! <laughs> we found the worst video it game based movie. the very bottom of the barrel there at a 10% audience rating. One person... Rated it fresh. Gave it a fresh rating. I need to see this one fresh rating. Alone in the Dark isn't going to set the world on fire, but it largely succeeds with what it has to work with. Just don't take it seriously and you'll have a fun time. Okay, that that's is a dumb not review. a fresh review. No, that's not a fresh review because here's the thing. Like, <laughs> me and Dave have been going back and forth about Future Diary over and over again, right? So, I went to my anime list and I checked out reviews for Future Diary. Good or bad? All the good reviews say, just turn off your brain. Just enjoy it for what it is. Don't worry. Don't try to criticize. I have it. a coworker that told that is trying to tell me, and I we argue, and it's at this point it's a fun argument. Yeah. He loves uh, Batman vs Superman, <laughs> but he says only the Ultimate Edition. He understands why this other version gets a hate. I'm like adding an hour or whatever to a movie isn't going to change how you feel. Um, I wonder what that's sitting at. But I tell people, they, they just say, turn off your brain, turn off your brain. He said, the Batman reason why people Superman. don't like the movie is Dawn because they're not smart enough <laughs> to understand complex plot. And I'm like, there is nothing complex about That's the that. fucking Inception argument. People oh said that God. Inception was so good, and you just had to be smart to understand it. It's like, no, you don't have to be smart to understand Inception. Inception has massive fucking plot holes in it. Well, and not even the plot <laughs> holes thing. It has 27%. Oh, it has a 64% audience rating. Um, this is Batman vs. Superman. Why are we turning into a movie? I'm okay with this. Um, because for the most part, a, lot, a big chunk of this episode is going to be talking about the Switch, even though you don't want to focus too much on yeah. it. But there really is nothing else There's nothing super else to big talk about because they the avoided Switch. it. Um, yeah, the whole complex story mm -hmm. plot line that people can't follow, yeah. people say that for this, they say it for Inception. Yeah. And I'm like, Inception was an okay movie. Yeah. Like, why, going back and like, I loved it the first time I saw mm -hmm. it. Anytime after that, I get, I'm like, eh. yeah. No, you want to see a, you want to see a good idea of, I wouldn't even call it a complex plot, I call it a masked plot. Because it's masked underneath the ridiculousness. The of mask what it is not the, not even the no, not the mask. It's got a plot. FL, that's all under a mask. FLCL has oh. a plot that just is just underneath the surface all the time, and, and it's it doesn't only six episodes. It doesn't boil over until the climax of the series, which is like an episode four. So here you have God, a, a great example of a plot that is complex. It's there. You don't recognize it's there until the till the show decides to throw it in your face. Yeah, and that's a good idea of a complex plot. Batman versus Superman. If you want to hear this just from a comic book perspective, <laughs> this is the problem with the movie: is they took two great comic book t stories, right? They took the death of Superman 
and they took The Dark Knight Returns and they mashed those two comics together and they made a Sometimes movie out of it. putting two really good things together doesn't give you a really no. good thing. Well, it's Think like, of, are there for any example, actors that had a kid that the kid was just a shitty actor? Can you think of anybody right off the top of your head besides Angelina Jolie? Uh, Will Smith. Jane Smith is a terrible Oh, yeah, Jane Smith. Well, Will Smith isn't the greatest actor anymore either. No, but Jane Smith is... He he has boots to fill, which I think is part of his problem. And they're on the ground. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he has he has boots to fill, and he's trying so hard to mimic his father in certain performances, it just doesn't work well. Music, in like mm. music talent wise, I'm not a big fan either. He uh, has a couple of things on. I can't remember if it's on Stone Mountain or Kauai mm-hmm. from Childish Gambino, and it's just I don't want you here because mm-hmm. there's it's a song. One, I can't even remember the name of the song, but it's basically Gambino starts it off, and at one point it switches over to him. But when he raps, it just sounds like he's talking. Mm-hmm. There's no no kind of like lyrical flow to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It lo- it sounds it's, like he's reading words off the paper. Yeah, it's robot rap. It's yeah. literally reading words in cadence with the beat, and that's all you're doing. But that punk does that. But it sounds better. Yeah, because they actually sound like robots. Um, Ro yeah. robot rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Jane Smith and Willow Smith just took to what they're good at, which is fashion modeling. They're killing it in the fashion. Oh yeah, industry. he's a great. Ma- he's a great fashion guy. <laughs> But uh, other than that, they're just—they're not great actors, and I don't think just because like your parent is an actor, I don't get why Hollywood followed that trend. Is like your parent is an actor, so you must be in entertainment as well. Let these kids I think it's do for something else ease, for the ease yeah. of the child's life. Think, as dumb as that yeah, sounds, I think it's also just status. You have to think of when you have that much wealth and fame, you essentially don't have a child at that point. You have an heir <laughs> to yeah. to your dynasty. And you want that person to follow in your footsteps. There are there are a couple of child or not child mm-hmm. actors, but children of actors mm-hmm. that haven't gone into acting. No, no. if you want and, to see uh, a good child actor cast, I mean, look at the first Harry Potter film. There's kids. Well, look at just, the first Harry Potter film. Yeah. Look at those kids were picked out of nowhere. Look fucking, at Stranger Things. I was gonna say Str- yeah, Stranger Things. Like these are kids who were picked fresh. But as much been. as I don't want to say it for mm-hmm. the first version of the movie, but both the movie and the TV show series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Because Emily Browning was in the original, mm-hmm. and she went on to be in some weird ass movies. But yeah. I love her. Uh, and it, if you, I and you haven't watched it yet, watch uh, it. Kim and I binged the entire. It's only eight episodes. Yeah. Um, and they're under an hour. Like, only two of them are over an hour long. Hmm. Fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. we absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, no, I did so that's what I, That's what we watched this week. I, I watched all of yeah. season one if of... going to TV series and things like that, isn't there a new season events. of Sherlock out now? Uh, season finale is to yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's tomorrow for us, we yesterday for the people. We found out by going listening. to the movies that they're having a Fathom event for AMC yeah. to air the season finale in That's theaters. so weird, but they're yep. doing it, like... Two days after. Yeah. I'm really excited to see Woody Harrelson's thing that he's doing. Because it's a Fathom event where he will be filming a movie about his worst night, his, yeah, the worst night he's had in London. He'll be in London. He'll be live streaming it while broadcasting that. And filming a movie. Yeah. He'll be filming the movie while it's live broadcast to the theaters. So it's all just a one take throughout. He said, and in his trailer, he says if he fi- if he fails, he'll stand on the Waterloo Bridge and jump straight into the Thames River. <laughs> he'll be okay. Yeah, people do that all the time. So, I think it's, Woody Harrelson's just a funny guy in general. So. I've never been a fan. Really? Uh, even like 
Back mm-hmm. in the Cheers days. I'm not... Yeah. Eh. I don't know. I Ted appreciate... Danson, fantastic. Love yeah. him on... Have you watched Good Place at all? With uh, Zoe? Uh, not Zoe. Yeah. I think I think the humor... I think our, our idea of humor is a little bit different. Because you're into like the quirky, poppy humor. And... Have you watched Luxury Comedy yet? No. Fucking watch it. You're also into like horror-themed humor as well. How is that horror? Th- I do like horror-themed yeah. horror. Horror-themed horror? When I say Comedy dark humor, horror. I think of stuff that's like purposefully meant to get people to jeer rather than cheer <laughs> like you make a dead baby joke and people cringe at that dead baby jokes are great yeah um but okay i also the that. reason that i like woody harrelson as a comedian in general is he has dry humor his humor is you know flat throughout and that's what i appreciate is he's nine times out of ten like dead serious about what he's saying but it's funny as hell when he does it his yeah. delivery is on point um but into I'm sorry stop scratching the couch into uh, do we want to go into the big news well did, is that all you what did, what yeah. did you watch what did I watch oh no, you're um, just watching Mirror no Nikki. I did cr- cross I crossed the threshold into I only ever watched the first season of Defiance now I'm on the second season okay I can't say that it's better or worse yet because I'm only a few episodes in um, that's that's the thing about sci-fi shows yeah. it's they reach a point that it feels like it's just a repeat of the first season mm-hmm. almost where it's like this doesn't get better than this I can say I'm very annoyed with certain one dimensional characters in the film because there's characters that are not going through any development whatsoever and that's kind of pissing me off that is actually the reason why I think it, Kim and I were talking about this earlier uh, we just watched the second to last episode of Girl Meets World mm-hmm. because Disney came out and announced that it has been cancelled Yeah, sadly we love the show mm-hmm. but Watching it, it made me. It cemented my thinking of the reason why the show got canceled mm-hmm. is because the main character, the girl who's meeting the world, mm-hmm. has not had any growth as a character throughout the entire series. Gotcha. Every episode, it feels like she's back as her childlike state, and then by the end, she learns something, yeah. and then she goes back and is a good little kid again. In the next episode. <laughs> if you want to see something funny related to Disney Channel, someone had filmed, or no, not filmed, but someone put together them doing the takes of them doing oh, the house yeah. drawing and they actually bothered to trace, to trace out it. It, none of them look like Mickey and none of it looks like Mickey Mouse some of it just looks like bad spaghetti it's, <laughs> there are a couple of them that I was looking at and I'm like uh, it's because it was all these aren't recent in any way these were no, back these in were the back Hillary in Duff Hillary Dove, in, in the house when Raven <laughs> accepted that she was a black woman um, isn't that the thing she's Did not she come black out? she's dark white yeah is, is that a thing did she really come okay so what she said is what she said in an interview and I think this was on The View um, yeah because that's what she's on yeah, the show she that she said, was on I think she got she kicked said off. something like don't call me African she said don't call me black I'm African American oh okay and the reason that that pissed the black community off is like does it really matter uh-huh. like did you have to make that distinction if she <laughs> had been called African mm-hmm. then she could take offense to yeah. it kind of thing if, if she had bothered to make a point after saying okay this is why I'm saying I'm African American yeah. no she just said call me African American because I'm an American whoop de fucking do Raven thanks for pointing out the obvious here's your cape <laughs> see it's funny because there are a lot of white people now that are like just because I'm American don't don't call me American Yeah. don't call me that I'm well, a white person just don't say I'm an American I'll put it this way ever since certain someone got elected a lot of white people don't want to be American anymore <laughs> <sighs> I miss you Awada your new replacement just not the greatest election 
Uh, hey, that was perfect. I didn't even think about that. I was just making a, <laughs> an avoiding Donald Trump joke. Avoiding yes. uh-huh. <laughs> Donald Trump as he says it explicitly out loud on microphone. So, uh, I don't know if any of you have come over to listen to this new episode after watching our stream for this past Friday's Nintendo Switch event. Well, yeah, we want to fuck it. It was Friday for we most We want to pull that and get it on. No, we can't. Way too much because we didn't really talk yeah. about it. We just it's actually ourselves. funny because I watched people doing the coverage of it, and the way that they did it is they either flip the screen upside down or they put a blur filter over it the entire time. Well, we could if we had a green screen, mm-hmm. if we green screened ourselves in, yeah, and had our audio still running, mm-hmm. where if we wanted to say something, we could yeah. speak up, then I think we'd be safe because I have the border, I have mm-hmm. yeah. all that built into it. Um, I don't think that's getting up. But if you haven't watched the stream, just go watch it on Twitch right now. It's up. I might take out the beginning part mm-hmm. just for our own entertainment and the mm-hmm. little bit at the end. We'll just zoom past and then I'll show from me freaking out because mm-hmm. they aren't giving a fucking date for Legend of Zelda for five minutes of yeah. black screen. Uh, also, if you're just not a big fan listening to this podcast up till this point, there will be a write-up for everything we cover on Nintendo Switch on the website on Monday. Yay! Will it definitely be up there Monday? It'll definitely be today, up there Monday. Because this episode's out today. There is a yeah, there is a write-up on the website. Yes. Hopefully by the end of the day. Yep. That'll uh, be finished. Um, and it'll have links to all the pertinent infos that you need to go check out for the Switch. So definitely go look at that. And we'll run through a little bit of it right real quick. So Nintendo Switch coming out March 3rd of this year yep. at two ninety nine ninety nine. Nice competitive 99. price point for it to come out at. Semi-competitive. It's within reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think they could have done... They wouldn't have made the profit, mm-hmm. probably, obviously, but if they had gone for the two forty nine ninety nine, which is the cheapest option for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One yeah. right now. All right. Um, do I open the salt mine now, or do we wait till later? No, let's talk about the good things. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite thing you saw? Well, right. list some of the good things you enjoyed. Good things I saw. Arms... Innovative game. Arms looks great. It's new very, fighting game. Yes. We're gonna very cool over. looking game. Very innovative. Very stylized and close very... to the similar uh, similar style as uh, Splatoon. Yeah, super um, colorful. Catches yeah, your eye. It's very very neat looking and it's it's a unique game concept and that's what I like. It's I'm glad we actually watched some of the gameplay beforehand too. Um, I'm really glad that they're bringing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe to the Switch. With um, some new tracks, new New characters. tracks, new stuff to do. More Splatoon characters. people in that too. More Splatoon. There's actually a Splatoon Arena map to okay. play on it. Um, is it just Arena or is it? do you think they're... They haven't announced how many they new They haven't announced how many yet. new yeah. tracks or anything. They might as well do a track if they're doing it. They showed track. off... It was funny because they showed off all four different colors. Mm-hmm. The two light skin and the two dark skin squid yeah. inkling inklings is that what they're called inklings, yes. um and i'm not sure if all four of them are going to be individual car- individual characters to pick mm-hmm. from or you can pick from one of the four palettes yeah because they did that with shy guy and mm-hmm. i think it was shy guy and yoshi mm-hmm. if you pre-ordered certain things if you are if you got both of the dlc packs you got mm-hmm. all the different colors of yoshi and all the different colors of shy guy which was cool um yeah. and they're introducing bowser king or Baby Bowser, mm-hmm. King Boo, and Dry Bones, which yeah. there are actually a lot of people that are super happy about Dry Bones. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves Dry Bones. Um, well, it's it's nice that they're bringing that back because, you know, what's a Nintendo system without a Mario Kart game in the first place? And the fact that you'll it's, be able to... The fact that we're getting it this yeah, soon, it, is, it comes out in April. Yeah, it is, you know, a port from the Wii U, but it's an updated port. Plus, you know, that's a game that 
I feel like I could sit down, play launch day with friends, and be 100% satisfied doing that. I'm excited to test out the uh, being able to play it with... Because I actually, for a long time with the Wii U, I would play it mm -hmm. on the pad uh, and it would do the whole yeah. Kim watch something while I play. Or actually, to be honest, she would play on the pad and I would do something <laughs> yeah. else because she loves Mario Kart. The, um, uh, but I, I'm excited to see how it handles on the little game pads. Gotcha. So Nintendo still has developer um, Nicholas in their corner. And they are developing a couple games for launch. I know one of them is Red Out, which is a racing game. It's a futuristic it's a remake of a game, isn't it? Game. Well, it's been released before. Oh, okay. Um, it's not really a remake so much as this has been released on other th platforms before, and now it's. Coming I didn't know to they were Switch. making that. But Nicholas has been very tight with Nintendo since. Yeah, the they put Ikachan. Some it's this little adorable 3DS game where you're a little squid, and you can attack things. Nice. And you're a little cat squid, but then you get your thing, the ability to attack, and it makes you look like a regular squid. Gotcha. Uh, um, so they have that coming out. Um, and I think if they're really talking about updating this online features kind of deal with the paid online, I would really love to see a Monster Hunter game come to this console that I can just play across normal a normal Wi-Fi service, like What's an Xbox Live style called? service, right out. Um... <clears throat> Is that still one of the good? Well, that isn't out yet, right? That's a not red out. I'm talking about no. Um, what? Oh, that's not it. God damn it! I hate when. Yeah. I just want to see a Monster Hunter game come to the Switch. Really there were like. still rumors of that, so. Mm -hmm. If they do a Monster Hunter game to the Switch, then I'll be satisfied. Because I want to be able to. The biggest pet peeve for me with Monster Hunter is having to take my 3DS, sit somewhere, and go through the fucking hoops, like Dark Souls style hoops that you have to jump through. No, to get on uh, red out is. 34 big things. No. Um, I thought it was made by Nicholas. No, Nicholas. The only game that Nicholas is doing is Binding of Isaac. Okay, Binding of Isaac. Which is a that's, port. That's it's a port, but awesome thing I'm actually really excited about because I, I own that Rangers. on PC and I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, oh, yeah, and they made the Cave Story game. games as well. Oh, I love Cave Story. Ika-chan. Yeah, Ika-chan. That game is adorable and awesome. They also made a hundred, or a 1001 Spikes, which I won't play because mm. it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Body of Isaac is is an interesting game. I haven't played it. I've watched a lot of gameplay of it, and it's a sad ass game. Um, if the fact that the main also, character, the fact that the main character is crying, is because you will cry by the end of the game when you realize what is happening to the main character the entire time. See, it's funny because for you, you <laughs> cry at the end. That's a game where I know I knew what mm -hmm. kind of end how it ends because I've seen people speedrun or just play through it. Yeah, and uh, I'm just like. Man, that's fucked up. <laughs> no emotional attachment to it whatsoever because I'm a little kid that is shooting tears. Yep. Which is disturbing in its own <laughs> right, but you know, aren't yeah. you? You're not an aborted fetus, right? You're no. What is it? You're like thrown in the basement. I don't even remember anymore. You're, the, it follows the biblical story actually of Isaac, who yeah. is just like mm -hmm. a, essentially to put it in very very sh short terms. Um, he is not. His mother basically doesn't love him anymore. Like, he's he's done. Like, he's a disappointment. Yeah. So his mom, the story starts off with his mom locking him in the basement, and that's where the dungeon crawl begins. You were crawling through the basement over and over again. It takes the point It takes the point of ridiculousness from games like Spec Ops The Line. There's a moment in Spec Ops The Line where every level that you go through, you're descending to, and you realize that there's a point where you actually shouldn't be able to physically go down anymore. <laughs> and that's a metaphor for the character's spiral and the nice. madness. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's... If you don't know, Binding of Isaac is also made is made by uh, 
think it, yeah, Edmund McMillan, who was also the creator of Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Which is also a slightly disturbing, fucked up game. Yeah, it is. Um, especially because you're a, just a wad of meat who's Excellent. in love with a bandage yeah. woman. I talked to, we talked at length about Super Meat Boy while I was at MAGFest during certain panels. I love that game. And the reason we talked about it is because the satisfaction for Super Meat Boy actually doesn't come from passing level. It's when you get to watch all the Meat Boys die. Die on, on your way, way to the success. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I've actually seen, there's also, uh, I think Game Theory did it. Uh, theory on Binding of Isaac that by the end when you beat the game and you I guess escape mm-hmm. uh, I think so the, the theory is part of the reason why the mom hates you is because your father left mm-hmm. and all this kind of shit and then his theory is that it is an endless loop of you aging finally after you escape you live you grow you ex- you have a life of your own mm-hmm. and then something happens and you leave and then your child becomes you oh, and man. you go through over and over again and that's I'm like terrible. that's Terrible and fantastic. <laughs> um, so what else? Are you, what else are you excited about for Switch? Um, what I'm really excited about is just to actually get the goddamn thing in my hands and feel what it's like. I mean, yeah, I'm really disappointed. I looked at the because uh, they're doing the here's a list yeah. of places that we're showing it off, and like mm-hmm. the closest one we have is New York, yeah. and that shit is busy to begin with. Yeah. If you've ever been to the Nintendo store in New York. I, I feel your pain. Yeah, I heard I heard rumors that they were actually limiting play time and demo time in New York just to give people a chance to play it while they were in line. Um, I'm just interested to see what it feels like. I mean, it's about half the size of what my iPad is. It looks like holding it sideways in your hands. Um, the Joy-Con controllers. It looks controllers, about the size of the Nexus yeah. Five. No, not five, Seven. Maybe. Yeah, those Joy-Con controllers are going to take some getting used to. I mean, to be perfectly honest, they're not ergonomic in the least. They're made to fit the aesthetic of the rest of the... They're made to fit the form of the tablet. Eh. Um, and... Well, that's the one I want the most. Yeah. I'm also just... That's a really good capture for that to look that I good. I never really say this about a console, but I am interested to hear about hardware specs, only because I got into an argument with someone over hardware specs for this, and one of their, the reasons that they wouldn't purchase a Switch, they said, is... Oh well, it's got it's got a processor speed that isn't great. Like it's got a low clock speed. I was like, why oh, does that part. matter? We live in the game. We live in the age where people are begging still to play eight and sixteen pit games. Processing speed is not an issue. Well, anymore. the pro- I was gonna say, big thing about that is a lot of people are complaining about processing speed and all that. Mm-hmm. And like I, I saw somebody was complaining about the fact that the system itself mm-hmm. only has however much internal memory in yeah. that the entirety of internal memory. I think so yeah is it 32 yeah. um, the size of Breath of the Wild is just about half of that yeah. so he's like you mean I'm, I'm already going to have half my memory going from buying Breath of the Wild I'm like if you buy it digitally we are not in yeah. Nintendo is not part uh, of the physical. install yeah. even with physical no it's only for and digital games that's interesting for me is they're going with the cartridges still and that leads me to believe you have to think of a game like Breath of Wild being on a cartridge that's fucking crazy is that Nintendo basically just saying to the rest of the industry like hey cartridge technology is on par with disc technology now you might as well go with kind cartridges. of on par um, I say it's yeah, still limited it's to a certain extent, but yeah, the fact that... It's not going to pull data in the speeds of a disc. Yeah. That a disc I'm looking data. at the fact that Breath of the Wild, after mm-hmm. seeing that, is going to be on a cartridge. The fact that Skyrim, whether it's HD or not, mm-hmm. putting Skyrim on a, on a cartridge, cartridge is fucking crazy. Skyrim on a car- Can you imagine the data compression that went into that? Um, <laughs> Can you imagine walking through an area and being like, okay, we have to pause and let the game load, and by load we mean unzip this file? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm... So for me, it's 
arms fucking looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, they haven't shown any gameplay. I don't think even uh, any of it was playable at the event the next day. Yeah. But the Super Mario Odyssey, oh, the fact yeah. that we're getting back to a, back to a 64, Super Mario, Super Mario 64 Galaxy style S game. Because yeah. uh, Super Mario 3D World... Three, is it 3D World? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Land is the mm-hmm. 3DS one. It was fun. Yeah. But I I missed... I mean, I would love it if I could still jump through paintings. Uh-huh. Yeah. I still have Super Mario 64 for my 3DS, so... Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, man. Well, I was, was it a 3D or was it a 2D... Or an original DS game? That was an original, original DS, DS release, game, right? Yeah. yeah. I wish I could... I need to find that, see if I can still pick it up. Probably super expensive because it Nintendo. It's pretty expensive. Like I saw somebody was I mean, talking to put about. Put it this way: if you're looking at the cheap end for copy, games of that rarity. Um, while I was at Magfest, one of my biggest things is I've region. always, <laughs> I've always said to myself, I'm going to get a sealed copy of Final Fantasy VII sometime in the near future. How century. much is that? Um, roughly around 100 to 120 bucks. If you get it brand new, factory sealed with everything included. It's actually nowhere near as bad now, as I thought Now, for a used copy that is complete, that means all the disc and the manual and case is still intact. It's not going to be factory sealed. They do go through the... Um, this is New York Games, by the way, that shows up at every convention. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have, you know, they do their own sealing of it is around 80 bucks. So they give you a fair price for this with the guarantee that they give you their standard warranty, which is a guarantee that this will, you know, be in working condition. We test everything before we Well, buy you don't it. want to open yeah. it. You want a unopened... I do want a copy for posterity. I also want a copy to play. So just find a copy. Yeah. It's like find a, co- a regular yeah. disc who gives you shit about everything else. Yeah. And then have the I have a physical. copy. I have two copies, actually, of Final Fantasy VIII. One for posterity, one to play, simply because my original copy of Final Fantasy VIII they did different disc prints for Final Fantasy VIII. Was it a blue and a black? The first, no, the first printed copies, they were printed with the character, main character's faces on the disc. After that, they just had the title and nothing else. Do you have both? I have both. Oh, cool. Yep. I don't have anything like that because I'm not crazy. No. Yeah. Um, that's a lie. <laughs> I am crazy. Collectors are crazy, by the way. <laughs> we, they are. We, we justify reasons to spend ridiculous amounts of money on shit that goes on a shelf and looks pretty. <laughs> Chris is eyeing his shelf that's in the office right now. I have a lot of cool things, but none of them are in. Ooh, that's a lie. Some of them are in cases still. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I really give a shit about that See, stays in my case. That's the one thing that bothers me is you and Dave both take your pop figures out of the boxes. I keep mine in the boxes. Yeah, I don't care. I've never cared. I have, I a, feel, I have a fear that in my old age I will forget who these characters are and therefore will need the boxes to remember who they are. Wow. Because I'm not going to be I'm not gonna be like one of those people who turns like 50 and goes, okay, time to get rid of all my childish shit. I'm going to be like, I'm going to get more shit. <laughs> I am. Well, I mean, I have, what is it? I got pop figures, I got Lego stuff, I've got, I mean, fuck, I have three different, oh, nope, two, I don't remember what happened to the third one. I had three different Lego slave ones. Uh, I don't call, I hate when people just say Boba Fett shit. Boba Fett shit. How do you not know what the name of I Boba Fett is? I know what the name is? of the ship is. <laughs> it's been around since episode one, two. It's a joke because episode two came out after episodes. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we kind of lost ourselves there. Where were we, we talking about? Um, oh so yeah, yeah. Back on the I'm excited. So I, what did I say? Zelda, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Arms, like you Arms, were saying, looks yeah. great. Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art style. It's funny because it looks like different worlds are going to change the art style. Yeah. Like there was the world that has the weird little. S- silverware creature things mm-hmm. um, 
that has like but a very it'll be an almost Kingdom Hearts S. What is that thing called? Different uh, worlds have particular enemies and particular low poly. It's a very low poly yeah, world. Low poly, that specific yeah. world was very low poly. Then you have like the the Day of the Dead looking world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very well it's stylized to look like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just the straight up New York or this New Donk City. New Did you Donk pick City. on I watched it again I and when know. I was watching it earlier it it says New Donk City. New I'm Donk like is this Donkey Kong City? Is there a whole city devoted to Donkey Kong cuz I'd be okay with that. If he was if I was Donkey Kong and I had a whole city I'd probably just name it Donkey Kong City. I just call it New, New Donk Kong City. City. Yes, New Donk City sounds a little New Donk. A little perverted. <laughs> little bit. Little just a little bit. Um I'm extremely excited about So I didn't tell you this yet. When uh, GameStop opened up to do all the pre-orders, they were having a lot of issues doing the the multicolor. Yeah, the neon ones. Yeah. Uh, the neon red and blue mm-hmm. versus the regular base. Because GameStop, as usual, fucked up the SKUs. No, no, it's not really. It was... it was The SKU worked. It was just no. that the internet broke. Their <laughs> internet broke for that I'm one sure. specifically because everybody was trying to get it. Here's a fun fact line, about GameStop stores. They still run on DSL. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, so I was the first person in, but because the computer I went to first was having issues with the internet... Two people got their neon things first, mm-hmm. and then when he I moved to that register, and then the neon thing wasn't working anymore. Oh. So he sold two of the he he pre-ordered two of those, mm-hmm. and then uh, I just I uh, he was he like did it so many times because uh, you know you yeah. work up rapport with some with these guys with regular stores, mm-hmm. and uh, it got to the point I'm like dude don't worry about it yeah uh, thanks here's, a lot here's the if you can do it. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pre-ordered the base version, mm-hmm. and because of him being so helpful or whatever, trying so hard with that, I yeah. even put down the uh, the warranty on the system. Got Plus, it. it's a tablet, yeah. and I kind of want a warranty on the tablet. Yeah, um, I'll probably get the warranty to pick up. Oh yeah, I guess we can. You can yeah. do that. Uh, well, the warranties. The thing about GameStop, everyone knows, like they bug you about getting the three dollar warranty on the game. Yeah, fuck the that. The only I'm thing good. that I have ever warrantied through GameStop have been consoles. Because think of the investment. If a game breaks, usually, and this isn't even because I have like an in at GameStop, this is usually a thing I can turn around, go to my local GameStop, and say, hey, this game is broken. It's within the return policy. And they'll place. give it back. But with a console, if like well, something happens. You have a year usually, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but if something happens to your console, and like you said, we're talking about a tablet. In this that case. could take that could be like you're walking down the street and you're playing. Someone bumps into you. You drop your fucking three hundred dollar console on the ground and broke it. Well, <laughs> if you think about it, the Joy-Con controllers have straps, so as long as they stay connected, they'll be <laughs> you'll, like, oh, you'll just strap it to your wrist at all. I'll put both straps on my wrist like the damn thing's handcuffed. I'm gonna do to that me. shit. I'm so so when do people that talk shit. to me, I'll drop it and it'll just go like straight down. Like <laughs> I'm gonna do it because my plan is to be able to take it and go take a shit while I'm playing a game and not have to stop. So if I get up and I accidentally let go, I tried, but the fucking that's the why, range yeah, the range was horrible. It was in the bedroom, yeah. and I couldn't. Which on the other side well, of the wall the was advantage, the bedroom. That's the advantage the Switch has over the Wii U is that you, you, have to, you don't have to be anywhere near the dock for it to work. Yeah. The dock is just a dock. It's in literally the, a, a big ass AV cable to stream to your television. Yeah, I was gonna say, and the dock itself <laughs> is it's still kind of pricey. Yeah. As is everything. Yeah, it's ninety yeah. bucks. Well, I could have sworn that was seventy. So, how much are the Joy Cons separately? Oh, that you was haven't a seen question. this. No. I'm about to be hurt. It's a little bit hurt. It's a little hurt. But in my opinion, I'm looking at it as the fact that every time you buy it, you're technically getting two controllers. Right? Yeah. All right. 
So the charging joy grip, twenty nine ninety nine. But Not I bad. think this is the one that it comes with. It does base. come with that. Yeah. Uh, a left and right is so each one is, is that each one? That's one of one those. One left and right. One left gray. or one right is what about fifty dollars. Neon is the same. Oh, actually, the neon. I don't think they're selling on their own. Eighty dollars for two. Okay, that's not bad. And that's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, you're so getting you can, two controllers. And here's the thing: is Nintendo finally wising the fuck up? I'm looking at the packaging. They gave you a fucking option, so you can buy a gray set, you can buy just a blue set, just, just a, red a red set, set or, or you can buy red and blue, which is nice. And that's why. And I was, was even talking with the GameStop guy, Tyler. Yeah. Fuck it. Shout out to Tyler. <laughs> um, I was saying if if we can't if we if I can't get it, I'll just buy the set later. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, the Pro Controller, seventy bucks. Not terrible. I'm confused by that only because I'm like, it's ten dollars more than it's ten dollars more Xbox than a standard and Xbox or yeah. PlayStation controller, and that's essentially what a Pro controller is. It is the standard. Controller. It is. It's an Xbox controller. Yeah, it is a um, standard controller format that costs ten bucks more than every other standard controller format. I can understand if it was something like the Xbox Lee controller. Oh, you I know what? It does have muscles. motion controls and built-in amiibo functionality. Okay. I didn't think about that. There's more tech in this than there, there is, is more in, tech an, in, in an And I think ten dollars to add that tech one is fair. Then uh, I would say that's definitely. But again, fair. you this is all stuff that technically you don't need a pro controller. No, you when don't. you have the system itself, mm -hmm. it comes with that charging handheld thing. Yeah, it comes with a grip, and so, you're able to just slot. Your this really, you're spending seventy dollars really, to what expand. What I want to do that. is be able to test the ergonomics between that Joy-Con grip and the pro controller. How yeah. different okay, I can understand that. Well, I mean, you're going to enjoy that because I, we're Xbox people. While I was at MAGFest, we made a joke about PS4 controllers because a buddy bought his PS4 to the room and we played it. Yeah. And me and James were instantly disgusted by having to hold a PS4 controller because joystick layout is ridiculous and <laughs> the handles don't fit your... Like, the handles that come off the controller don't fit your hands at all. And I'm going, well, wait a second, this didn't change that much from the PS3 and PS2 days. Like, why does Just this feel, feel so strange to me? It's a touchpad. And so we made the joke, it feels like I'm holding two baby dicks. Okay. <laughs> Done with this conversation. <laughs> so back to the pre-ordering thing, I, I ended up uh, getting a text from him later saying that uh, he was able to switch over. Stop saying baby dicks. <laughs> um, that is also not going to be the title of the episode. Uh, but yeah, he, he was able to switch over, so I do have the neon pre-ordered. Okay. Um, I there isn't much me personally mm. that I'm kind of I the only disappointing thing to me is that there weren't more bigger titles at launch. Mm -hmm. The only titles I think we're getting at launch are let's see, Nintendo. We're getting Switch Breath of Wild launch titles. We're getting we're getting Breath of the Wild. We're getting Super mm -hmm. Mario or not Super Mario Super Bomberman R. Yep. Um, Bomberman's coming back. One two Switch, which yep. is the tech Kim demo. Even thinks it looks cool. Yeah. Like, I, my plan is we're going to have fucking drunk-ass parties playing yeah, that game. Here's the weird thing about the presentation for 1-2-Switches. You remember the pre the presenter being on stage and saying, you won't be looking at a screen while playing this. You'll be looking eye-to-eye -eye with the other person yeah. playing it, right? So the question arose, is this even a game? <laughs> so we got 1-2-Switch, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Bomberman R, uh, and then the, the port versions, I guess, of... Just Dance 2017 in Skylanders Imaginators. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've seen... What the hell? Uh, I feel like I saw more. Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple of other things that are supposed to be yeah. day one launch. So here's the weird thing is if you look at the bundles that are available through various retailers, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, has been Heroes. There's a lot... It's supposed in... to be bundled with the console, but what I found out, and you just said this to me earlier... 
is that it's like a license to get the game yeah. before it comes you are out, buying, but you won't get it till the actual launch day. It's kind of like buying the season of a Telltale game at yeah. the beginning of the year. You're buying the promise that the game will be delivered to your console digitally, is what yeah. you refer to. Oh, no, no, it's still physical. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure there's still physical versions of everything. Okay, well, you're um, buying... Holy shit, that's like a real-life Goldie. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, my God. It is a real-life Goldie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically you are saying, hey... I would like to pre-order the system, the launch title game, and four other games that are coming out sporadically through the year. Which is another point that I'm actually happy with. Mm -hmm. Nintendo spread out. We have the launch title game of Zelda. Mm -hmm. Big title. March, spring, we're getting, in my opinion, ARMS is a big game. But we're also getting Mario Kart 8. Uh, Summer, Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't mention before, but fan, it, I I was a fan of the first one. I never mm-hmm. owned it, but now I'm finally going to pick it up. Uh, and then s- the we're fall game, Five, we're getting uh, Holiday. Holiday, we're getting Mario. Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I guess this explains it a little bit, too. Xenoblade Chronicles comes out in fall. Yeah, we don't have dates on and a lot of Ultra things. Ultra Street Fighter 2. But, um, I mean, I, I can understand here's that. The thing that I, here's the thing that I, I applaud Nintendo for, is saying, you know, hey, we've got 80 games currently in development for this console. Why... Sorry, mm-hmm. why the fuck is it taking... They don't have a release date on it. Mm-hmm. Why is it taking longer for Minecraft to come to the Switch? There's no reason for a game that is already it's, on Wii U to take that long to be well, ported Well, it over. is the... It's the fact... Nintendo, like I said about earlier, has had a problem with the virtual console. They're doing a blank slate with the virtual console for this. Which sucks. Which is dumb, because it's, if you have I a digital so library... If you have a digital library that's built, especially if you made people pay for the games in that digital library... Have that be able to be ported over to your new console. There's and no reason to not do that. It's a your Nintendo has been in the business of literally selling ROMs. That is how they have made money. Well, we've hit the point. I was gonna say we hit another point. It seems like every couple of console generations for Nintendo, you can't play the previous generation. Yeah. Like you had the physical cop mm-hmm. or uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I think there was a way to play Nintendo games on Super Nintendo at one point, probably. Something yeah. where you could sh- put Maybe. a game on top of another game into another game yeah. with another launch disc. That, fuck <laughs> it. Um, but then you had N64. Mm-hmm. I guess N64 didn't do it either. N64 did so those three, it. none of that was backwards yeah. compatible. Then you had GameCube. Mm-hmm. GameCube, when it went to Wii, you could play GameCube games on the Wii. Yeah. When the Wii went to Wii U, you could play Wii games on the Wii U. Yeah. You cannot play Wii, Wii U games on, on this Switch. con this cartridge-based it's Only funny they had they had three disc based game disc based yeah. consoles. One of which the discs were the smallest motherfuckers but in Nintendo, the world. Nintendo Nintendo needs to listen to the fucking. I I understand that they're a Japanese company and they're probably just going after whatever the Japanese market wants. They couldn't yeah. give a shit too much about the U.S. Which is why they're selling. They they but went for a portable. The thing, thing is, is there's just good. There's objectively good business practices. And there's objectively bad ones, <laughs> and an objectively good business practice is not to shaft your fucking consumers. And by telling your consumers, hey, we're thankful that you guys spent all this money on these old school digital games that we knew everybody wanted to play forever and ever. Mm-hmm. By the way, when we come out with our new console, you won't be able to play any of that shit you paid for anymore. It's funny, though, because we're mad at them mm-hmm. for doing this. Mm-hmm. But you then have PlayStation and Xbox that kind of, to a certain extent, have done the same I'm thing. Equally Xbox is finally getting a little bit Xbox, better. Xbox... 
Xbox stepped the game up and said, we'll make backwards compatible games. We'll listen to our fans. We'll try to put out the games you guys want. It's not going to work out 100%. But we'll do our best. And they've actually done yes. it. They, they, how much? What was the percentage they announced? Something it's like a like, quarter or something. Yeah, like something that. like a quarter of the games that fans requested. That's have a, it's been a quarter launched. of the. No, I mean a quarter oh, of the uh, the library. A quarter of the library is back. And that's a quarter of a library that has been expanded for a decade. Yeah. How long has that it's system been out now? Huge. Um, which is fantastic yes. for if you think about it. And then you have PlayStation, where you have some of the PlayStation Now titles. Yeah. It's very slow the PlayStation, with the leak. The problem is, is PlayStation Now as a whole service is a bad idea because it is a rental. Yeah. You rent the game for a certain period of time. Now, here's the idea. You want to play a PS1 game, right? Say you want to play a lengthy game, an old school Final Fantasy game. You're going to rent that no, game. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> well, you're not. But you're going to... People who want to do that are going to have to rent that game for months at a time in order to play all the way through. Yeah. Or, too bad... You know, hey, your rental period ran out. Good luck. Or speedrun it. Yeah. Just watch speedruns get used to it. So, like, I can do this thing. It's just, it's, it's nonsensical to make someone pay for a trial period to play a game, and when you could just port the game to the new console as a ROM, let people digitally download it, and just own the license. So, on the topic of the whole, yeah. quote-unquote, backwards compatibility with the virtual console and games you've already purchased on Wii U, mm-hmm. and even before that, having to do the same thing with... GameCube or Wii U or Wii to Wii U. Yeah. Uh, we are also seeing, and we don't know 100% because nobody's seen it really, mm-hmm. there's going to be a shift in the online community and probably the store community and all that for the system. Yeah. Again, we have no idea what that looks like. They did not show any of that. No. So we can't really judge it too much yet. Yeah. We're hoping that with the new paid subscription for mm-hmm. online play, that includes dedicated servers yeah. if not there's no reason to fucking pay for it there's really no reason uh, to pay. if it's not dedicated servers if it's not if you're not paying if you're paying for the privilege to connect with <laughs> other people and play online then that's not worth paying for because when you pay for when you pay for game subscription services like xbox live you get a whole service included you're able to access apps. You're able to access entertainment. Well, apps you can get to without yeah. uh, Xbox. That yeah. was kind of that was yeah. one of those things later on. They're like, hey, you no well, longer have to be Xbox logged in. Xbox also, this. when they came out with Xbox One, they said it right off the bat, we will have dedicated servers for our games. That will make games more competitive. That will make games more fair. Yeah. Now, uh, if Nintendo says basically you're paying for the privilege to be able to connect to you know someone across the pond and play a game with them. Big fucking wolf. I sometimes feel like that's what PlayStation Plus turned into. Yeah. To me, in my that this is because I have had both consoles, even for a limited time. PlayStation Three, you didn't need online. You didn't need to pay for online play. Yeah. Uh, you got PlayStation Plus was basically here's discounts for a store mm-hmm. and free games every month. Yeah. Xbox One, you've been paying for mm-hmm. since Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, yeah. and I, I think I'm, I'm Which, about to hit ten years. I don't understand the need in the game industry for it. I understand that. Every company in the game industry wants to have a unique identity. Yeah. They want to be their own thing. But your identity, at least in my opinion, lies with your console and the exclusives that you put out. That's your identity as a as a large console manufacturer and games publisher. Which, to be honest, is what Nintendo for is. For the rest of the stuff? Nintendo's known yeah. for their games. Yeah. They are in no so, way known. Yeah. I mean, they're known, but not in a good way, yeah. for their, their exactly. online experiences. But it's like, if you, if you want to forge your identity... Forza and the consoles and the exclusive games you have. For everything else outside of that, for online play, for services that are available, for apps that are available, things Make like that. Easy and cheap. Take the best example and follow it. If Which Xbox is Live is the standard for online console gaming, everyone should be looking to emulate Xbox Live. 
So you think that you are holding with Xbox Gold being the best? Yeah. I mean, personally, I think, too. At the same time, it's still weird that we have to pay for online play. It is. In a world where PC gaming exists. It is. Because every Because technically, thing that you're already have, paying for online play that, by paying your internet that's bill. That's the thing that PC gamers have always fired back with. And I got in a little bit of a discussion with somebody about that earlier this week where they said... Well, I've got Steam. I'll just won't ever have to pay for online. You know, I'm. My sad. favorite thing about that though now mm-hmm. is I can say whenever somebody's like, I don't have to pay for online yeah. play. I'm like, yeah, but we get games that play on our first yeah. day. You have to wait for the port yeah. to be changed fifty wait, times. Exactly. You have to wait for all that stuff. You have to wait for server connections and all that other crap like that. The thing is, is, is the reason that I'm that I consistently justify paying for Xbox Live Gold is again, I have dedicated servers to play on. Yeah. When I'm playing a game on Steam, there are no dedicated servers. I'm just connecting to a server that's either managed by the game publisher or just run by some dude in his basement. I love the cheap (laughs) servers. They're fantastic for Team Fortress 2. I mean, I did all that legitimately. (laughs) So, we've already gotten to the kind of middle ground where we're not sure about it with the online and stuff we don't know. What do you hate about what we know so far? We're going to open the doors to the salt mines now and (laughs) go deep. This is going to be a long episode. Just letting you know. So, the things that I (laughs) am... An hour and eight minutes in. The things that I'm really not liking about it. Um, battery life, I wish it was a little bit more. I saw it coming. Lipos have come a very long way from what they used to be. Liposuction? No. Lithium polymer batteries. Liposuction Rechargeable batteries have come a long way. Um, the technology for lithium ion batteries, I mean, I have two right here in, in an e-cigarette. These will let, These are two 18650 capacity batteries. I'm running this at 80 watts all the time. Why? This will last all day. So, for Nintendo to come out with a battery life and say, our battery life is two and a half to six and a half hours, depending, depending on the game. game you're playing, and with, is a with, little uh, crazy to me. They came out and said with, I think they their example was, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild, yeah. three hours. Yeah, and that's, that's dumb to me, three hours. because I'm thinking to myself, I have an iPad, right? I can play... F- a game with fully 3D gra- fully rendered 3D graphics on an iPad and I can do that for hours on end non-stop and I can go with that for like I can probably do that for a good four maybe five hours before I need to recharge depending on how, still how much feel like processing that, that game is going through The pro- I think who you have to compare mm-hmm. it to nothing against you know I'm not the biggest Apple fan to begin with but yeah. nothing harping on that specifically but I think you need to compare it to the uh uh, what is this actually? The Nvidia Shield. Mm-hmm. Compare the battery life from the Nvidia Shield to this, yeah. in that it almost equals out. It does almost equal so, out. For me, if I was Nintendo, I would have said, "What is what is the best? What is who do I go to? Who's the best manufacturer of these batteries? What can they offer me to put in this console? What partnership can we do for them to go into R and D and make the best goddamn battery they can make for this?" And that's what I would have done from the get, because you have to understand, Nintendo is making. Probably the first ever hybrid home handheld console. If you're going to push that handheld as a big feature of it, you best make sure that that handheld feature lives up to expectations. Here's the thing. I think, and and this is just obviously my opinion, Nintendo technically isn't the first to attempt this. PlayStation did with the Vita. It did not go in any direction that they expected it to. Uh, it ended up being a home for fantastic yeah. indie games, and I, that's yeah. kind of cool. Um, I think the reason why Nintendo can get away with it is because nobody else is going to go against this. Mm-hmm. Xbox is like we're moving towards a different kind of system, yeah. but literally just a home console. Yeah. PlayStation is making plenty of money; they don't need to change yeah. shit. Nintendo's like, 
we need something. We're still going to innovate. Here's this. We'll get Switch U in a year and a half. Nintendo has <laughs> Nintendo has like a dog. The way that I the way that I could analogize this is Nintendo has a dog in a horse race. Is and the thing is is the I race like cats between more. Yeah, okay a cat and a horse race. No, I don't want my cat around a dog. A cat I mean, and a, a dog horse. race. Cat and a dog race. Oh no, because then they would hurt my cat. A cat and a hamster race. Cat and a hamster race. <laughs> Those hamsters are fucking dead. Because Nintendo <laughs> is the bomb. All right, peace. See, no, go inside play video games. I, the reason <laughs> that I use that is Nintendo is that is that thing that can still compete, but it doesn't quite belong. And so you have you have these you have Microsoft and Sony tech giants. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. Oh, no, 100%. It's literally... Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft is the name you think of when you think PC. Yeah. And so, what they're looking to do with the Xbox One and the PS4, respectively... Sony makes washing machines. ...is they're looking to build the all-in-one entertainment system. The thing you go in by, where you don't need a Blu-ray player, you don't even need... No, you have a Blu-ray yeah, player you because have, you're buying their yeah, product. You, you have a Blu-ray player built in, you have something that can stream from and to PC... You have something that connects to the internet and goes to all your favorite websites and apps automatically. Porn. All that stuff. Yes, porn. Nintendo's going to have a built-in porn blocker. That's a lie. 3DS was used for porn. It's on the word rankings. So you use... So that's what they want. What Nintendo wants to do is still very much make just a console dedicated to games, which isn't a bad thing. But what Nintendo has to understand is that you can't compete with the other two on that level. If you're looking to make that, you need to market that. And the great thing that I actually liked about the Nintendo Switch presentation, did you ever see a fucking kid anywhere? No, in that presentation? they are not marketing towards. Did you kids, see like? And a, I love. Did it. you see the white suburban family like in their living room driving around with motion controllers? Well, and I will shit? admit, when you put all the people from the One Two Switch commercial together, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they they are not targeted. They, this is no longer just a. This is for a family. Yeah. This is to get the family together. Yeah. This is. For somebody that wants to get their game on the go. As someone who who studied game making, I appreciate that as a game maker because my biggest pet peeve for the longest time is that the consumer market hasn't caught up with the people who make games. The people who make games very much feel as if, whether you agree or not, very much feel as if they are putting their blood, sweat, and tears in making art that is meant to be consumed by people who understand that art. Whereas the consumer industry sees video games and a lot of that, that, that demographic thinks toy when they see a video game console. Yeah. They think expensive toy. And that's not and for what the longest game consoles time, are. It was toy toy for boy. Yeah. Toy for a single just boy. No yeah. one else. Just boy. Yep. Um and so the Nintendo Switch has taken it to that point now where they're past the phase that they were with the Wii and the Wii U of going, this is just a really expensive toy to going, this is a console. Yeah. <laughs> uh the I will say the one thing that has been a constant to all of my friends and coworkers and anybody that I know that is just a PC gamer, all of them want this. Yeah. They they say this is the only console I will buy. Yeah. There's no reason to get an and Xbox the, or a PlayStation because I can play anything yeah. I want. Well, the appeal of it, the appeal of the Switch is this is innovative. With Nintendo, for well, that's whether their it's whole good thing. or bad, Nintendo is an innovator in the market. GameCube had. A handle on the back. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> so you could attach a chain and use that as a boat anchor. <laughs> Boom. Dude, I fucking love that console. Love Plus, we're getting... Fun. Oh, man. I just you know why I love that console? console? I love the console for, for maybe three games. Smash Brothers? Nope. Mario Kart Double Dash? Nope. Cubivore? Nope. Luigi's Mansion? Nope. Your, your dick. Stop saying bad things. <laughs> nope. Super Mario Sunshine? No. You don't like anything good? Custom Robo. Metroid Prime. Oh, the trilogy. Yes. 
And you made me forget what the third one was. Because it said the trilogy? I've never oh, heard of Final the... Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Get out. That is a fucking horrible that game. That is an amazing From game. From Thanos Final Fantasy fans, that is a horrible Those game. Those Final Fantasy fans are wrong. Uh. <laughs> you heard it here first. Here's the thing about Crystal Chronicles, right? You want to have a co-op action adventure RPG, Crystal Chronicles was fucking it. I want to punch him in the I throat. don't care how annoyed you were by carrying that chalice. You had one person who was a chalice carrier, and that person was the worst person on your team. Your brother? Yep. He was nah, that was a lie. My brother's a better video you know, game player. I, I made my think. brother carry that fucking chalice with me throughout the entire goddamn game. I, I've watched my brother beat all the Zelda games. Yes. I have only beaten like three of them. Yes, but no, Crystal Chronicles I don't care. I'm not a completionist. Awesome. I finished Wind Waker, Link to the Past, and Minish Cap. Yeah. Fucking love Minish Cap. People give me shit about that. I'm like, I oh, I did shit. own that. I never finished Ocarina of Time. Or yeah, Majora's I, Mask. I just picked that up on 3DS. I didn't know how to fit when Majora's Turns Mask out, came do out. Do not play Ocarina of Time without sound because I play a lot of games yeah. on 3DS without mm-hmm. sound. You need that because you I got need fucked sound, up. Because zombies will fuck you up. <laughs> but the the thing about Majora's Mask is that came out when I was a kid, so Definitely I didn't really understand game. how to play the game. It was like, you have three days left, which is really like three minutes in real life time. Yeah. So I was like, fuck! No, it's like an hour. So how many times did the moon crash into the fucking planet when I was playing Majora's Mask? Just math time. The you answer math, is a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you have anything else bad to say about the Nintendo um, Switch? Because we're going a little... No, I have things to speculate on, and the one thing that I... The, one, the biggest speculation I can make before, so I don't waste a lot of time, is... I still want, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast, I want that switch. That going from handheld mode to TV mode by entering the dock. I want it to be, if not instant, very, very close to that. You want it to... Yeah. I'd do that because they yes, fucking snap I mean, I throughout the, the switch entire goddamn thing. I want um, it to be a thing where, like, so if you buy a Kinect with your Xbox One, you can use it to turn on your TV and stuff like that, right? So I want it to be this thing where I, if my TV's off, and I put that Oh, you want to make it act, act I want it to turn power. my TV on. I don't know if it'll do that. Oh, and also, I want the tablet to work as a TV remote, just like the Wii U's tablet did. It might. You know they stopped support of that. I know they did. I don't, I don't know, know why. why. Yeah, it was weird. one of, probably one of the best features the Wii U had. Alright, anything good you have to say about it before you... Right, well, good things I have to say about it. It's innovative as hell. Okay. It's brand new. The fact that the game console technically comes with two controllers out of the box. That is fantastic. In my opinion, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um... The fact that Although they, people are making a joke about, have yeah. you seen the image of the four separate console, the four separate systems? Yeah. All of them have controller, have and they're still split screen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a mocked um, up image. I love the up to eight player wireless LAN support. That was crazy. So I was like, not expecting that. The, the thing is, is, I thought LAN parties were dead until I actually went to Magfest and saw people literally hauling around computers and suitcases to go hook up. In and the now library. Nintendo has fully brought that back. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo has brought that back to where you know. Let's hope you have a friend I'm gonna with a really go, good connection. I'm going to go to Otakon and I'm going to go to PAX East and I'm going to go to MAGFest and I'm going to have there's going to be fucking hallways full of Nintendo Switches and that's it it'll be hilarious <laughs> like the days of the 3DS being carried around at consoles and people annoyingly playing them during panels is is over it's going to be Switch screens <laughs> everywhere I can't wait I wonder if there's a camera have they showed off I don't, I don't remember I know if they showed off there's a camera you know I have I was... that's the other thing is if the Switch acted as a fully functional tablet on its own that'd be great well, okay, so they released... Fuck, I wanted to end this. Uh, there's a uh, parental controls app. Yeah. And the app can be accessed on the actual tablet. 
good. or from your own personal phone. Good. Um, and I actually like it. It's yeah. kind of cool. It says set, you set timers consoles, and all this kind of stuff. That's one thing that consoles have directly been missing for a long time. There's a is good parental, parental controls control. that are front and center and yeah. in plain English for parents to understand. Yeah, this there will be an, an actual app, not yes. a you have to go into settings and then under, uh, yeah. under another tab and then find it in the big other list of shit. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that, whatever. Yeah. It's really nice. It's a cute video if you want to watch. It's Baby oh, Bowser. Yeah, Bowser. Baby Bowser. Um, Bowser yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Bad things. I'm trying to think of anything that I haven't brought up. You love uh, Nintendo, so I'm wondering. I, I knew I love Nintendo. The bad thing is I have to wait until March. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I'm mad that we didn't get certain announcements from the big rumors. Like I was hoping even a little bit of a, a hint of Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of a hint of Smash Brothers, but we're still at the point that. It's January. Oh, how, E3 is still coming. Yeah, how great would it be if you could play Pokemon Go on your Switch? It could be an app. It's that, And people yeah. are still trying to figure out because it technically can probably run this, Android. If you play games. Pokemon Go on your Switch and you can link it to your Nintendo account. And then you can transfer Pokemon exactly. and train them in-game. You can fucking train Pokemon. They'd have to change way too much Go. and that company... Cannot do that. Yeah. It would fail completely. Niantic is not a problem. Um, <laughs> bad things, yeah. This, there were things I wish we got more information on. And we will, hopefully, between now and March. Yeah. And we're also... We have all these other entertainment outlets for them to show us more. Uh, Good-wise, I can't think of anything that I didn't say. I, I can't wait. You, I've been, you've gushed over this for the longest time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been saying good things about this before we even knew what the fuck it was. Yes. I was the the moment they announced, or there was a leak that they were working on a new console. I'm like, I love my Wii U, but I'd be okay with something new. And I've owned every Nintendo console, so why the fuck not? I have a good thing, and it's a small good thing, but it has been my annoyance with Nintendo. Um, the Wii and the Wii U nomenclature for those systems just didn't make any fucking sense. No, what didn't make sense was calling the new 3DS new yeah, 3DS. New there is a new in the name yeah. of your thing. So every time so you go to a store do you now, want a new new 3DS or a used new 3DS? <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Alright, I think that's good for this week. That is all for this week. Thank, Thank you, you for joining for us. Joining us. Another episode of Space, Space Time, Time Taco! Taco. Go inside and play video games. Oh, and fuck you, San Diego. Fuck you, San Diego. There you go.